precious heavenly father lord we thank you we glorify your name father this morning what a wonderful time to be in your presence father in this time lord where we are remembering lord when how why you came and father lord to save us as a sign of your love the best gift that god could have given to us is himself christ himself father you are the king of our heart father you are the the one who have the full preeminence in our soul, Father. We want to tell you how much we love you, how much we thank you, Father, how much we praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
As the Lord, the song was sung earlier, Lord, we want you to be born in the manger of our heart, Father. Lord, in this time, Lord, we welcome you in our life. We welcome you, Lord, to have the preeminence in our lives, Father. Lord, we even give you the service this morning for you to reign and rule, Lord. Thank you for this morning as we heard the tapes. We heard, Father, the word of God. We heard and we see how, Father, you have visited us the same light as visited us. The pillar of fire has visited us, Lord. We thank you, Father, for that. We welcome you in our lives once again, Lord. May you bless, Lord, the remainder of the service. May you speak to our heart. May you draw us closer to you, Lord, as we pray. May you bless each and every one here, Lord, and we commit ourselves to you in the wonderful, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I just want to invite you to go to the Word of God directly. I think all the visitors and the regulars have already been welcomed. God bless you. It's good to be in the house of the Lord to fellowship around the revealed Word of the hour. Thank the pastor for giving me the opportunity to speak to you this morning, share small thought. I invite you to go to John 16. We are here to worship the Lord, amen? Because he deserves the glory and the honor. John 16, 20. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Doesn't sound like, a, the beginning doesn't sound like a Christmas message, but... Our sorrow shall be turned into joy. Amen. Says a woman, when she is in travail at sorrow because her hour is come, but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembers no more that anguish for joy that the man is born into the world, and you are therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. I invite you to have your seat. I have two more scriptures to read. Go to another scripture in John chapter 1. Familiar scripture that we know in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John didn't go through the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and humanly speaking, but went directly and spoke about the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. 
Then go to Luke 1, chapter 1. Stop at verse 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among the women. You can jump to 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overcome, overshadow thee. Therefore also that the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she had also conceived the son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaids of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray once again. Father, we thank you for the word, Father, that we could read this morning, the scripture, and human being could read those scriptures, Father. We invite that the Holy Spirit will give us the context, will help us to, Lord, to discern our heart and to go to the areas of our life, Father, Lord, and to help us in our walk, Father, to increase our faith and to see, Lord, the manifestation of the Word of God in the time we are living in. Father, Lord, we invite you once again. May you help the man to be aside. The man, the one who's speaking, or the man or the woman who's hearing, Father, but let the Holy Spirit hear and let the Holy Spirit speak. We love you, Father, with all our heart. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I had a little bit of thought that I was thinking to share from, for some time, but uh, I, was, uh, I thought this, I had thought actually when I was in Montreal, I was streaming, uh, or I was thinking about it, but it came to my mind again back when I was in Montreal and came back to my mind when Brother Ed was speaking about the womb, and I uh, thought, oh, maybe that thought is it's still there, and I wanted just, I was thinking if he allows me to speak during the period of December, November, maybe I might go in this area as close as possible to a, a Christmas message, amen? So that's my Christmas message, amen? I would like to give you the title, As the Word Was in Mary, and the subtitle, The Promised Son. We know that we can go in different uh, directions, and Barbara will talk about... Uh, Mary will talk about how she is just the shark. The shark hacks the seed in itself. She was just an incubator. She was not the seed. But he also says in another message, and pick up the pen and write, or maybe in the exposition of the seven churches, he says, 
from a little group of the true seed of the word, God will present Christ with a beloved bride. Says she is a virgin of his word. She is a virgin because she knows no man-made creeds or dogmas. By and through the members of the bride will be fulfilled all that was promised of God to be made manifest in the virgin. Says the word of promise came to the virgin Mary, but that word of promise was he himself to be made manifest. God was made manifest. He himself acted at that time and fulfilled his own word of promise in the virgin. Amen? You see all this time, it's always him doing the work. Amen? Gave the word of promise, but he's the one doing the work. And then it says, it was an angel that had brought her the message, but the angel's message was the word of God. It says Isaiah 9:6, which is referring to this scripture, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. It says he fulfilled at that time all that was written of him because she accepted his word to her. She had to accept the word. And then that word was fulfilled in our life. It continues, says, the members of the virgin bride will love him and they will have his potential for he is their head and all power belongs to him. Now just let take this scripture, as brother, this, this quote as the prophet is saying, is she will have his potential. It means we don't have our own potentials. We can't rely on our own potentials. Even we can't rely on our own abilities, but we can rely on his potentials. Potentials means something that is achievable, something that can be accomplished, and he is the one who can accomplish that. So we cannot rely on our own self, but we can rely on the potential that he has put on the bride. He has put his own potential in the bride, for he is their head and all power belongs to him. He says they are subject to him as the member of our bodies are subject to our heads. Notice the harmony of the father and the son. Jesus never did anything until it was first showed him by the father. John 5, John 5, 19, this harmony is now to exist between the groom and the bride. Bear with me as I'm going to this one. It shows her his word of life. She received it. She never doubts it. She never doubts it. The bride does not doubt the word. And said, therefore, nothing can harm her. When you receive the word of God, nothing can harm you. Nothing can harm, nothing that the devil will try to put to you can harm you if you receive the word of God. The prophet continues, says, not even death, for if the seed be planted, the water will raise it up again. If the seed is planted, the water will raise it up again. says, here is the secret. Here is the secret of this. The word is in the bride as it was in Mary. That's what I'm taking my title, as it was in the Mary. It says, the word is in the bride as it was in the Mary. The bride has the mind of Christ, for she knows what he wants done with the word. She performs the command of the word in his name, for she has thus saved the Lord. 
the bride has thus saved the Lord. She has the word for her age. She has, knows the will of God, the perfect will of God, because the perfect will of God is the word of God. Amen. She has a saved the Lord. Then, then the word is quickened by the Spirit and comes to pass like a seed that is planted and watered. It comes to full harvest, serving its purpose. Those in the bride do only his will. No one can make them do otherwise. They, will, they have that save the Lord or they keep still. They know that it has to be God in them doing the works, fulfilling his own word. They have to know and they know that it's God in them, fulfilling his own word. He did not complete all his work while he, in, in his earthly ministry. So now he works in and through the bride. How privileged are we to know that God is working, God has purpose to work through you and me. He didn't finish all the work, now he's doing the work through you and me. We just need to be in the channel to allow ourselves, to allow, to, to, to allow him to use us for his glory. Amen. She knows that and for, for it, it was not yet time for him to do certain things that he must do, now do, but he will now fulfill through the bride the works which he left for this specific time. We are living in a very tremendous time. We are living in a time where the ministry of the bride is the same as the ministry of the bridegroom. We are living in a time where God himself is coming to dwell in his people. We are living in a time where the seed is coming to the full maturity. We are living in a time where there is going to be a rapture, amen, as never before in any other age. That's the time we are living in. The time where the bride has now the mind of Christ. Glory to God. That's the time we are living in. So this code is quite specific, and I want to tell you this morning, don't you never let the devil try to tell you, tell you that you are just a little thing or just a human being. You are more than just a human being. Why? Because you are a son and a daughter of God. Because inside of you reside or dwell the potentials of God. As we look at the Mary here and in the parallel, I just trying to make a little bit of a parallel here, but try not to be too long. I was trying to make a parallel here between, between, between Mary or between the experience of Mary and the experience that the bride is going through. Mary, as, 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 as we can see, as she, was, she was a virgin and she was a, she was a little girl and she was, she was poor. But there is something very special about her that she was chosen by God. She was highly favored. God chose her. She didn't choose herself. She was not the only virgin in the city. She was not the only virgin in Israel. But God chose her. God elected her. God decided for her to be the one that is going to fulfill his word through. That the same thing for the bride. God has chosen you. God has elected you. God has predestinated you. No matter what the devil will try to do to you, he can never defeat the purpose of God. God has elected the bride to fulfill his own word in this last age that we are living in. Amen. 
He says, the prophet says, in Mary's, Mary's belief, he says, he said, hell, Mary, stop. You are highly favored before God. I like that. That little woman in the meanest city that was in the world at that time, known the meanest city anyhow in Palestine, and there, and there she had lived such a life until God chose her for a certain work that he was going to do, and she looked into his face, and it startled her. In one of the meanest cities in Israel, God chose, God reserved himself a virgin, a virgin to accomplish and fulfill his word. In the meanest, in the, I would say in the meanest of the ages that we are living in, God has chosen a bride to fulfill his word. Can you say amen to the word of God? Glory to God. The word did not come to you, did not come to her because the priest chose her. It was because God chose her. The word did not come to you because someone chose you, but God chose you. God predestinated you to receive the word of God. Can you imagine every time that we think about the election, it should be always rejoice us because it's beyond a decision of another human being. It's God's decision. Can you, look at the, can you look at the 12 tribes of Israel? Just look at it. And then God decides that Levi was the one who paid the tithes in Abraham. The other could look at him and say, how was it possible? Why it was not me? Why? God decided it was Levi who paid the tithes. When God decides, he decides. When God decides, you, when God chooses you, God chooses you, and that's it. He knows your mistakes, he knows your ups and downs, but he still chooses you. He still finds you, he still gives you the word of God. He still purifies you, he still sanctifies you, he still works with you, he still delivers you. That's the word of God that we have received and that's the God that we are serving. Mary, you have favor, highly favored of God. I come to you. The angel came to Mary. The angel came personally to Mary to address the message of deliverance. To address the message of the son. To address the message of the promised son to Mary. I will say God has personally come to you. God has sent the angel to you. God has sent Malachi 4 to you. God has sent even the mighty angel to you to give you a personal message for the promised son. I want to skip a few things here just to save time. As he met the angel, the prophet says, Gabriel, we announce the second coming of Christ. That's right. And told her what was going to take place. She didn't doubt him because she knew it was perfect, perfectly scriptural that it was supposed to be that way. One of the great characteristics of Mary is, as I look at her life there, but I'm not talking Mary as a person, but I think the faith in Mary, we're talking about the faith in Mary. The faith in Mary, is, she, as, as she received the angel, she had to compare the visitation, the message of the angel with what the word of God was saying. Even though she heard him, even if she saw him, even if she saw him with the light, 
But what he's saying, is it matching what the Word of God is saying? As you look in the Word of God, and Brother Adam will dramatize about that story as you read them, will dramatize that story, that she was thinking about the Scripture. She was thinking about that the virgin, will, a, 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 virgin, a, a virgin shall conceive. That's true, a virgin shall conceive. She was, she was thinking about Isaiah 6, 9. She was thinking about Isaiah 7, 14. She was thinking about those Scriptures. As you are thinking about those Scriptures, God is going to visit. And she was thinking about those scriptures, and then the angel comes and gives her a message that is matching that scripture. I will just put in a paraphrase here as the prophet himself says, What we need is to meditate more upon the word of God. We need to think more upon God. We need to think more upon God. Keep your mind on God. Keep your mind on the scripture. Keep your mind on meditating in the word of God. You want to see the angel visiting you? Stay in the right atmosphere. Stay in the right channel. Stay meditating upon the word of God. Think about how God loves you. How God forgave your sin. How God filled you with the Holy Ghost. Think about how he loves you. You want to see more blessings in your life? Think about the word of God all the time. Allow yourself to be, to be, to be surrounded by something that will remind you about the word of God. We see that the devil is trying to disturb that so many times. That's why we see the billboards. That's why we see advertisement all the time. It's why to keep our mind away from God. But God wants us to think upon him all the time. The prophet would even say, all the time, think about him. All the time. Obviously, you might think, oh, but I might think about my work and everything. But, you know, you can be thinking about your, your work, but there is still a melody of God inside of you. There's still a worship of God inside of you. God is real. God loves me. God sent the message for me. God, God, God gave the message for me to prepare for the rapture. Always stay in that right atmosphere. I would say, before even we go to the big mysteries, may God help us to do some of those little things here. To help us to stay in the right channel. To help us to stay in the right atmosphere. In this age, it's becoming even more and more difficult to stay just in the right atmosphere. Everything is about distraction. Everything is about social media. Everything is just attracting our attention away. But put a melody in the background, even in the background. Just stay something, stay keeping you your mind upon Christ. Amen. It says, just to go that, it's too bad that the church today doesn't walk in the spirit like that more we do. It says, the trouble with the world today, we are thinking about everything else but him. Then we wonder why we don't get blessings. But Solomon said, as a man think of in his heart, so he is. Begin to think that you are one of his children. That he saved you. That he's good to you. That, he love, that you love him. And he loves you. Don't just wait till you go to church. Or some convenient hour. But just keep him on your mind all the time. As the word is in the word shall be in the bride as it was in Mary. What was Mary doing? She was thinking upon the scripture. Let's think about the scripture of our age. Amen? 
during this Christmas busy time, stay thinking about God. People have put Christmas without Christ. But let's put Christ in Christmas. Now, the prophet was also saying, now the angel of the Lord, they were righteous. The Bible says her and Zachariah, they were righteous, keeping all the commandment of God. They were angels. There were angels appear always. Angels appears, always appears in the righteous family somewhere where God can use something, something to work with. But there is a difference between Zachariah and, and Mary. Even though both received the messenger, even though they received the angel Gabriel with a message for a miracle, Zachariah can't believe the word of God could be applied to his situation. He couldn't believe that the situation that he was going through, the word of God could come and become the answer for this situation. He was just satisfied with a religious, be a religious member, a church member, a priest that was very loyal and offering his incense, but he didn't even have faith in what he was doing. We don't want to become like Zechariah. Just tradition, just, you know, this is the always we do, this is, you know, the thing, this is, you know, one song, two songs, and we pray, and everything, just tradition before, just traditions, no. <laughs> we want more than that, amen. amen. We want more than that, we more want the reality of the word of God. We want the scripture that we are reading becomes a reality in our lives, we don't want to become like Zachariah. When Zachariah, she he read the scripture, he read the scroll, he read about Abraham, he read, he read, he read, he read about Hannah, he read all the scripture. He, he believed he could maybe preach about it. But when he came to his own situations, he think, mm, no, I don't think for my situation, that's not for me. This promise is not for me. It was good for Abraham, but not for me. If it was good for Abraham, it's also good for me. If it was good in the time of Brother Branham, it's still good for me. If it was good 10 years ago, it's still good for me today. Because it's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says in Luke 1, 13, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for the prayer, thy prayer is heard. It means he was praying for his own situation. But when God answers to his own situation, oh, no, no, God, the way you're answering it, it sounds very strange. I cannot believe it. But you have been praying about it. Oh, how sometimes we are that way, right? Oh, I've been praying about it. I've been praying, but God shows the other way. You are expecting this way, but God shows the other way. Oh, is it really God answering? It's still God answering to your prayer. But we want to be like Mary. She just asked the question because it was something that has never happened before. How could that be possible? Because I don't know any man. It says, the angel shall overshadow you. Or rather, the, 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 the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. That's how you're going to have the child. Oh, let it be to me according to thy word, Lord. That's the attitude of the faith of Mary, that the attitude of the faith of the bride, let it be done to me according to your word, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Prophet says, she had to believe the impossible 
something that had never happened before. Before she never argued, she never questioned anymore. His word was enough for her. If the church could just get like that, the word settles it. The word settles it. If God said so, that's all we need to know. How is it going to be? I can't tell you, but if God said so, it's going to be that way because God said so. God said that he's still a healer. So God said so. I don't have to figure out how it's going to happen. He's my healer. If God said that he's the one that delivers me, I don't, how to, I don't have to find which way he's going to do it. God said so. So I let it be done to me according to thy word, Lord. He says, if there is anything I want you to sing faith in, is in what God has said. It has to be true. Did you notice that she had to believe the impossible? She could not go back like Zachariah could. He could have went back to Sarah, and Sarah was almost 100 when she had the baby, and Hannah the temple, and she was old. And then it says, but Mary had to believe something that had never happened You've got thousands of examples of divine healing. Look at the people who's been healed with cancer, blindness, dumbness, deafness, and all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. We've got plenty of that to look at as example. But this little girl didn't have nothing but just his word, and that was sufficient. His word was good enough to her. You know, sometimes if you're going through a situation and you'll see, in the, brother, you're listening to a tape and you, you see that situation is matching your situations, you jump right in, oh God, thank you, Lord, because the same God who healed there is the same God who can heal me today. Why? Because God put those examples to increase our faith. If he healed back then, he's still healing today. If he gave the sons to help you right, he can give the sons to you too. Why? Because he's still the same God. The prophet says, Mary had the faith of Abraham. She's asked to believe there's a contribution to the faith that was in Abraham who believed in impossibles. As long as God said it so, that makes it right. She believed God, never questioned. She said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. No matter how much criticism I have to bear from the word, be it unto me according to thy word. There come forth the genuine seed. Sarah could not do it. Because it was sex, that's right. Neither could Sarah because it was sex. It says, neither can the church under sectarianism. It takes a virgin belief in the word of God to make a promise to bring forth children. May God give us that virgin faith. It means you don't mix it with reasoning. You don't mix it with, you know, sometimes we... we let me put this. Sometimes we have faith because there is a plan B. <laughs> and say, so that's faith. But, but you have a plan B. It doesn't work. I have this. <laughs> but, but when you have a virgin faith, like the, even if I don't understand, even if there is no plan B, even I don't know how it's going to happen, but God says it and I just stay on the word of God, it's going to happen. That's the kind of faith we need, amen. But that has been on the topic of the perfect faith, mature faith. May God help us to get to that mature faith to take God at his word. Like Abraham, Mary did not wait to start feeling 
the movement of the baby before she started testifying about it. Just as soon as she heard the word, she took him at his word. She started testifying and praising God for the baby before she felt anything. I don't feel anything. I don't have any sensation or anything. But I know that the baby will come. How do you know? Because the angel said so. I don't see how it's going to happen. I'm still struggling with this problem. I'm praying about it. But how it's going, how it's going to happen? Because the angel of Malachi 4 said so. It's going to happen. <laughs> the prophet says, Give us more Marys around here that can take God at his word. And praise him whether you feel anything or not. Take him at his word. God is trying to find somebody who will take his word. I don't care how you feel. Someone says, well, I don't feel any better. I went to meeting. I was prayed for. I don't have nothing to do with it. God says so and that settles it. Amen. Somebody will take his word that what pleases him. Believe his word that what pleases God. That the only way you will ever find favor with him is believe his word. The testimony that she had to believe, and she testified, she went to see Elizabeth. You know the story, she entered to see Elizabeth, and she's telling about Elizabeth, how she's going to have a baby. How is it possible? You are not married. No, I'm not married, but the angel told me that I'm going to have the baby. And the same angel told me that you are pregnant, you're going to have a baby. That's true, I'm going to have a baby, but the baby has not been moving for six months. But the angel told me I'm going to have a baby, and the baby will be called Jesus. As she mentioned the name Jesus, John started rejoicing inside of him. The prophet says, if John could be rejoicing inside of that woman, how much more the church could be receiving the name of Jesus Christ today, should be rejoicing and having life inside of her. Glory to God. Your testimony can give life to someone else. Before you see the result, but the testimony about the Lord Jesus Christ doing the work in your life can give life to someone else. It says, by taking God at his word, change the whole natural course of life for her. It will do the same thing for you. It certainly will. It will take for you sinners and wash you as white as snow. It will take you critics and make you one of us. It will sure will. It will take you that sick and make you well. It will take you that you're, that you're on your road to hell and change you around and start you up to heaven. Just take him at his word and believe it and start rejoicing. She took the impossibles. She believed in the impossibles. She believed in the word of God. It says, God takes the impossibles and makes them real when when he's taken at his word. The doctor might have said you'll never get rid of that cancer. The doctor might have said you'll never be able to walk again. Well, it is impossible for you to do it, but Impossible fades out when God is taken at his word. No matter what the doctor says, he's going to do the best he can. But God is God. Amen. His word is just like he is, and you take his word and settle it forever. If you can believe, say to this mountain, be moved, and don't doubt in your heart, but will believe that what you've said will come to pass. You can have what you said, God taken at his word. Maybe it might not happen at all at once, but little by little, 
invisible to your eyes. Something is happening behind the scene. As long as it's in God's will. Amen. The story of Mary as we look to it. Mary was to receive the promise of God that he gave to Isaiah. As the prophet says, probably the prophet Isaiah did not understand what he was saying that a virgin will conceive. He gave a promise under inspiration. But I think maybe when he came out of the anointing, what did I just say? <laughs> a virgin shall conceive. Oh, my. But God said it. People in his age probably look at him and say, what this man coming from, really? Let's see. Moses gave us how to judge if he's a true prophet. We'll see if it's going to be accomplished. So they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. They see Isaiah. Isaiah is about to die. And Isaiah is dead. We didn't see that being accomplished. So he's a false prophet. We have the same thing in the message, right? Oh, we saw that. We saw that. And then it's, oh, he's a false prophet. <laughs> Just wait. It's going to happen. There will be a rapture. There will be a resurrection. There will be a bride. A pure bride. He said, even if I'm not here, the next generation, you will see that what I told you was the truth. <laughs> Glory to God. I was telling my wife, I was sharing with my wife, I, 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 this is beyond the human being, how a man could say, after I'm gone, you will realize that what I preached was the truth. That's not be, can be a statement of a man. It can only be a statement knowing that what he's saying came from God, not from his own intellect. Even when I'm not here, you will realize that what I've been saying has been the truth. Amen. That prophecy is circulated for 800 years around the world, around the world, around the world. But in due time, in the due season, when there was a womb expecting for it, waiting for it, meditating upon the word of God, that word of God, that prophecy of the word of God came into the womb of that woman. And then it started materializing in the womb of that woman. And it gave birth to Jesus Christ. The word of God made real. Amen. Let me say there's been a prophecy going around for 2,000 years. I will send you Malachi. I will send you Elijah the prophet for 2,000 years. Circulating, circulating, circulating. But one day, <laughs> glory to God, one day in a due time, in a due season, in this age we are living in, there is a bride that, that's been waiting for that prophecy. They open the womb of the heart. God, make that a reality in my heart. God is changing their hearts to the faith of their fathers. The prophet says, finally, paraphrasing what I just said, it has 800 years before that ever come to pass, but it had to come to pass. Things that are to be. Finally, those words of God anchored in the womb of a virgin, and she conceived and brought forth Emmanuel. Let me say now, how can a man whose message had been rejected by the religious world could still prophesy that there will be a generation that will believe this message? Even after I'm gone, you will see that I was right, as I've just said. 
The church, he will prophesy this in uniting time and sign, says, for the uniting time of the bride, the church is so coming together. It should create just a love among us that we could hardly be away from one another. He's prophesying that in the time where denominations are fighting, rejecting his message, rejecting his word, and they don't want anything, and people going away. But he's giving a prophecy for the time that is going to come. (laughs) I believe he's giving a prophecy for the time we are living in now. There's going to be a nighting time for the bride. The church is so come together. It will create just a love among us that we will, could hardly be away from one another. That's right. When you just, you don't have to get to beg people to pray. You don't have to beg them to worship God. You don't have to beg them to do what is right. They're just so in love with him till there is nothing else. Nothing else but him and him only. I would say, we are getting there. (laughs) We are there. Maybe you have a situation in your life. There is a promise of God circulating and it is looking for a womb that can grasp it in in her and to be materialized. Let me go ahead here. The prophet gave the bride will come into preview again. Here the bride came behind her, the very same looking bride that passed at the beginning. Then my heart jumped for joy to know that there will be a bride and she will be made of the same thing, clothed in the same thing that the one was at the beginning. This is to be called and I know that this is the truth. If that isn't true, then every vision that I've had in the back has been wrong. But we know that every vision has been true. Why? Because I believe what you saw in the preview is being now being made manifest now. It's going to happen anytime soon because the word of God went into many nations, many places, and there is a bride who could catch that vision. The good bride who could catch the word of God. As Mary believed the message of the angel, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The same way that she believed the message of the angel and became material in her womb, it became material. I say, with the seed in Mary, Joseph could not approach Mary anymore. In Matthew 1.25, he says, Joseph knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Jesus, The Catholic is still calling her Virgin Mary. So was the type for the bride. Satan got a taste of his own medicine. In the spoken word of the original seed, the prophet says, When Adam came to his wife, she was pregnant with the wrong seed. That seed died. Joseph came to his, she was pregnant. Now, what caused the different pregnation? Because that Adam's wife doubted the word. That's why Joseph's bride believed the word. That's the difference. So when Adam went to his wife, he found her pregnant. He could not give her a child by the word anymore. She could not reproduce the child by the word anymore because a womb was already pregnant by the lie of the devil. So he had to go by the way of the same lie of the devil. 
But now when he comes, when he comes to Mary, Mary, now Joseph could not touch Mary because she was already pregnant by the word of God. So he could not come and put the same lie of, of the devil in order to produce the son of God, the promised son of God, because she was already pregnant. You get that? Amen. Now the prophet says, now remember, we are now as his bride pregnant with his spirit. Oh my, the church bearing children see pregnant by his spirit with his name and bearing his name, bearing his life, bringing forth the sign of his life, evident with preeminences, evidence with of his resurrection. Then he says, now you can't commit adultery. You are already pregnant. When you have already born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, when you are born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, Satan cannot take you away from the will of God. Satan cannot make you go to hell. Let me say this. When you are pregnant with the word of God in the soul, Satan cannot take you to hell. You have already made it. He says, you are pregnant. He can't take a hold. The womb of life is closed to anything else. People can leave the message. People can say bad things about the message. I'm sorry. I'm already pregnant. <laughs> People can say, oh, the message is not true. This is the mistakes here. Look, the mistakes here. Oh, you are coming too late. I'm already pregnant a long time ago. And you don't see there's no influence upon me anymore because my womb has already been sealed by the word of God, of the Holy Ghost. Since you are already his by predestination, that seed has come to life. No world can get in. Amen. You become a prisoner surrounded in Christ. Christ in you is life bringing forth his evidence, his sign. Oh my, my. Look, bringing his sign of life is evident of his resurrection. Proving to the world that eternal life vindicates to the world that we are alive in him. Think of it, alive with God, our Redeemer, who created us for the very same purpose, the church and his creative life in us. Baptism of the Holy Ghost without sensation. Mary just felt the baby growing, the baby growing, the baby growing. How did that happen? I just believe the word of God. It's an old thing. Sometimes we look at it, we see, oh, just a story. Imagine the testimony she had to tell people. Imagine the shame she had to bury all the time. She maybe at the beginning she tried to hide it a little bit, but you can only hide it for a certain period of time. After a few months, it starts showing up. Oh, oh, now you have to testify. You know this one? Where did I get it? I, 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 the angel spoke to me. <laughs> no, no, you must be indoctrinated by a German man called Lildebrand. I'm a master, the sound German. <laughs> It's not them, it's the word of God. 
that pregnancy start changing your life, start changing the way of living, start changing her desires, start changing the way of walk, start changing, the, she becomes a different woman. She, oh, but th- th- that, that little girl, how, what is changing? Something inside of her is changing her. That's what is happening to you. That's what is happening to me. Something is changing inside of us. Pregnant by the word of the hour. Changing our walk a little bit different. The word is foolishness, but for us, we know the secret happened between him and you. Amen. That's another fulfillment of the promise of Sarah. I will visit you. And Sarah will have a son. This visitation to Sarah was not a visible visitation, but something was happening in the secret of the womb. Notice, as Mary had the promise of the son, the bride has the promise of the son. Even as Abraham and Sarah had the promise of the son, the bride has the promise of the son too. Brother Barnum was asked, I've not, I've not yet said what is that promised son. But I will go a little bit on this angle. He was asked, what is the, explain the mystery of the translation of the bride. But um, Abraham, <laughs> by now you should know French now. <laughs> says, Abraham, he was looking for a promised son that was promised him. Is that right? And the church is looking for a promised son. The bride, is that right? The bride is looking for the promised son. Before the promised son could come to Sarah and Abraham, their bodies had to be changed. Is that right? She was too old to have a baby. So what happened? God changed her back to a young woman. And he did Abraham the same thing because he said his body was as good as dead. See? He had to change their body, not the body in order to receive the promised son. We cannot receive the promised son that promised to us today in these bodies that we live in. These bodies are sin, the prophet says. He's referring probably to Romans 7, 18, for in the flesh, we know in the flesh dwelleth no good thing. And he says, and that body... The first conscience, conscience controls his body with, with see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. It just got us all scrupled up. We reason and everything else. But that new body that comes from this born again, not his first conscience will pass away. It's that inside something that lives. It's not this outside, see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. It isn't. It's subject to death and will die. But the inside part of you, down in here, inside, that is the person that cannot die. That person, that new person, that inside is the person that cannot die. He says, that's the person that the new life starts from, from this new birth. And it builds another person in the image of this person you are around that life. You get it? It builds another person around in the image of this person you are around that life. You get it? So potentially it's here. What is it? The word promised before the foundation of the world. So it says potentially it's here. When it says potentially it's here, when you have received the Holy Ghost, 
you have everything inside the Holy Ghost. You have the resurrection inside the Holy Ghost. You have the healing inside the Holy Ghost. You have the rapture inside the Holy Ghost. Potentially, it is inside the seed. Potentially, it is inside our life when you receive that. The word promised before the foundation of the world. And around there, this only reflects the negative. They will reflect the positive, the word. See, the translation of the bride will be the same thing. The words that in you, the body will materialize around that word. Oh, I like that code. The word that is in you, the body will materialize around that word. God has given us the mystery of translation by giving out the perfect word in our time. What we need as Mary had to grasp that word and receive it in her womb, we need also to grasp the word of God and receive it in our womb. God, I want the whole word that Malachi 4 gave to me, Revelation 10 gave to me. That's where he is the mystery of the translation of the body. It says, the same thing did, did, did by Sarah. When that old body she had, the first body, it had to be changed in order to produce a son. That body could not do it. That body cannot do it. So it had to be changed the same way to receive the son. We have to be changed. We have to be transformed. But all start by the new birth. Let the word be born in the manger of my heart. That's the starting point. Let the word be born in the manger of our heart. There was Christmas 2,000 years ago. There is Christmas today. There will be another Christmas in a few days. Amen. The Christmas of the new body. <laughs> and the whole service, the whole song service, catch, catch it all. It started with the Christmas. And then John sang the song of the Christmas in my body. And the brother ended the song, I shall be, I'll fly away. The three Christmas is it has to be accomplished in our time we are living in. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> it says in Jehovah Jarrah, Jesus himself, the Son of God, says, I was in the day of Sodom, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Can you hear me? Say amen. The congregation says, do you believe it? Say amen. The congregation says, what's the next thing we are looking for? The rapture. Going to meet him, the coming son. Says we'll have to be changed and caught up. You can't be caught up the way you are. You are too heavy. No matter the diet you are on, you are still too heavy. <laughs> We need the body change. And what is going to produce the body change? The word that we are feeding on. That's why it's important to put on the tapes, to listen to the word of God, to stay in the right atmosphere. I was just being reminded one time, that, you know what? We used to be in the old time that our, old, our, our, our fathers or those, the, those who believed earlier, they used to take note in the church. Hmm? talk not in the church, and then they go home and they meditate upon those words. They meditate upon the words. But nowadays, maybe we don't take too much. To our shame, I'll say. Don't take too much. We just go from grasping for grasping. And we sometimes just flows. And we maybe we think that we have a good memory. I'll tell you, we don't have good memory. 
We should maybe write it down and go and meditate upon it. Very few people go home and listen to the same sermon again. They go and listen here, here, and here, here. But when you are touched by the word, sometimes it's good to go and meditate upon it. God, touch me. I want that to become a reality. You meditate upon it. You, you think about that's where the body is going to be, materialized around the revealed word. That's the secret. What is the secret? The word is in the bride as it was in Mary. Amen? Amen. We think that you have a good memory. Now, let me give you a test. When, the, when this screen is down and we start singing songs, we see how we become quiet. We don't know words. <laughs> we have very bad memories. <laughs> so it's good to write notes. <laughs> The Holy Ghost baptism, yes, sir. Everything you have need of for this life journey, even the rapture is right in you then, Brother Branham says. Lord, show us the Father. Don't resent that. That's the truth. The rapture is in us now. I will prove it by the gospel. Those who he called, he justified. And those who he justified, he had glorified. Hallelujah. Then in heaven today, we are glorified in the presence of God right now. I'm just pushing out to it. Amen, glory. God's in his word. You believe it. All right. Now, remember, Mary, she believed the word of God. So Jesus Christ, the word, was conceived in Mary in order to come in the body so that he could die. She believed the word to fulfill the promise of God so that the word was conceived in Mary in order to come in the body so that he could die. And he died so that the life in him could come back and be conceived in the bride in order for the bride to produce a body that will not die. He came, produced a body that could die and be resurrected so that the life that was in the body could come into the bride and the bride will produce a body and that body can never die. That body will never have sicknesses. That body will never have worries. That body will never have all the things that we are going through here now. We are going, we are looking forward for that body that won't have any of those things that we are going through. That's where we are going. That's our hope. That's our joy. Now we are going through a little bit of suffering and a little bit of birth, birth pains and the different things and the sorrows and different things. But very soon we are going to produce a son and we won't remember the birth pains anymore. We won't remember the labors anymore. It will be joy eternal. <laughs> Glory to God. Mary had to take care. The only thing she had to do, she had to take care of that pregnancy. I have to give it the right kind of food. He's the son of God, but I have to give him the right kind of food. I'm being mocked for the same thing that is giving life. She has been mocked, made fun of, and all the different things. The same thing for you, right? the same thing for me. The same thing that is giving a life is making fun of and ridiculed. And, and sometimes we have to go through pains for the same thing that is giving life. Oh, I was thinking about it. Many people in the world, they don't wake up at 2 a.m. being burdened to pray. They just sleep and sleep. 
But the Christian, you, have, you believe in God, but you, have, you put this body through pains. You have to wake. Sometimes sometimes wakes you up and he says, tape is a burden. You are praying for someone. You are praying for yourself. All, all those the different things. Well, what is producing that is something inside of you. It's, it's something that God put inside of you. I remember my wife, sometimes she, she couldn't sleep properly. This position is wrong. This position is wrong. This What's that? The pregnancy is working. Revelation 10 is nice in the, in the mouth, but when it goes inside, it becomes bitter. But that's what is producing life. Hallelujah. That's what we are going through, birth pains. And we, we, sometimes we struggle in this body. We, we, have, we, 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 have, we, we have, we have to subdue it. We put it under subjection through disciplines. People ask you, well, why you don't drink? Why you don't drink? I can't drink because it will affect my baby. I'm protecting a pregnancy inside of me. It's not about doctrine. I'm protecting a pregnancy inside of me. Why you don't go to those different places? I can't go. The smoking, it's protecting my pregnancy. Why you don't eat those kinds of food? I, I can't eat. It will affect my son. I'm protecting my son. Amen. It's not about the law. It's about protection of the son you have inside of you. Because you are going through, through something that will produce a son. Amen. Amen. And more than that, the son gives, the, the pregnancy changes your desires. Something you used to like, she used to eat this certain food, she can't eat it anymore. I can't stand that smell. I can't stand that smell. What's going But this is your favorite food. Oh, I can't touch it. No, no, no. Move, move it away. No, no. What's doing that? The word of God inside of you. <laughs> is that the reality? Do you see yourself inside of that? I used to love those things, but I can't do that anymore. Why? God is working inside of me. He's transforming me. He's making more real to me. Amen. Amen. Transform from glory to glory. Oh. Oh, glory to God. Your craving shows your status that you are in. It shows what level you are in. Amen. You can't do the same thing as you used to do before. You can't play like the little girls anymore. You become more mature. The promised son is working inside of you. You are being pulled by the theophany. He's having an attraction upon you. He's, he's dictating you. Woo! We thank God for the message of the hour. We couldn't see it back then, but now we see it clearly. It's unveiling. That Christmas for you, that Christmas for me. The same son was born over there, now is inside of the bride. Working in the bride in order to produce a new body. Amen. Says, prophet says, but the real child of God... And the thing that has to be in the real child of God is hungering and thirsting. Why? There is something in your heart telling you you want it and it needs there. It shows there is something pulsating, trying to pull you there. There is a body there that this one is a type of here. What are you using this one for? 
to glorify, the, to glorify the devil in the world and fashion of the things? No. Are you looking, are you looking towards heaven? There is something up there. You glorifying God with your life. Amen. And the prophet says the things are to be. But God's, God, the vitamin is right in here for every bit of that body. You don't need to go and look, look for vitamins and, and different things looking, you know, streaming and books. This is theologian book, you know, volume one, volume two, volume three. How to be in good marriage volume. You don't need those things. You have everything in the message to produce that body. You have everything in the message to produce a sanctified life. You have everything in the message to give you a right mind. You have everything in the message to produce rapturing faith. You don't need all the volumes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and etc. We have everything in the word of God. Amen. Jesus has gone to prepare the place for the bosom of God. Yes, sir. A little germ, son of God, little son and daughter of God. I'll be closing here. So the principles of body materializing is just grasp the word of God. Put it in your heart. If the greatest miracle that God has done in your life is to give you the new birth, that's the greatest miracle. And that new birth came by the word of God inside of your heart. I would say one of the greatest miracles as well is the body change. And how is it going to happen? By the same principles, taking the word of God, put it in your heart. The body will be materialized around that word. If those big and great mystery or great miracles can happen only by the word of God, how much more for any other needs in our journey? Everything will be met when you get the word of God and you apply the word of God to that need. You will see the materialization of the promise of God in your life. Whether it is for healing, what is salvation for the children, for the deliverance, everything is met by taking the word of God and it will materialize around the revealed word of the hour. May God bless you. Wonderful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> There's something about pulling the word out of history, making it real, making it relevant. Yes, I'm a part of the story. Yes, I am part of why he's here today. Brother Branham would say in Rising of the Sun, he'd say, what a resurrection that was. What a resurrection this is. If it's not too sacrilegious, I'll say, what a Christmas that was. What a Christmas this is. <laughs> 
Amen. As you look at Mary back there, you see Mary here. Amen. And I know there's some Marys in our midst, and they're doubly blessed. And, and I know there's married people here, but, <laughs> oh, there's a greater type. Oh, wasn't the word wonderful this morning? Oh, isn't it wonderful to see how God is unfolding himself and making the word more real? Oh, I've heard it all my life, but oh, it's burning. Oh, it's forming. Oh, it's changing me. Oh, it's glorious. From glory to glory. Let's stand together. He is changing me. From glory to glory, he's changing me. Changing me, he's changing me. His likeness and image to perfect in me. The love of God shown through the world. For he's changing, changing me from the earthly things to the heavenly. His likeness and image to perfect. 